Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 79. That's 79. 79, guys. How's everybody doing? We're your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hi guys, what's going on? What's what's the haps? It's so hot. I'm yes. barely hanging on. Like I I'm just like okay, this is TMI. But the other day <laughs> I came home from having okay, we went we went to have lunch and um I I don't remember what we were celebrating, but it was some celebratory lunch. And they had this really yummy drink called Frosé, and it was um, tequila and rosé wine and some other, like, uh, fresh fruit flavors, and it was a slushy, and it was so good. How refreshing. And I had a few, and that was the day where I said um, that Eddie left me behind because he was done drinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. Him, just... I told him, just go. It's walking distance. So I went from drinking frosés. I had two frosés. Then I went to the corner and I had a um, Allagash White. And then I went to the red car and got a um, a Shandy, which is wow. a, um, they only had red. Um, usually I have it with wheat beer, but they mixed lemonade and Sprite with beer Wow. And it's so good. And they gave it to me to go. So there I was walking in my chanclas <laughs> on the way home with my beer in my hand, sipping it with a straw. Who knows how I got here, but I got here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was so hot that apparently I just stripped off all my clothes and left them in a pile and just was laying on the couch naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Eddie has a picture. Oh my God! <laughs> he told oh. me the next day. He said, "Just in case I need some um, blackmail material." I'm like, "Dude, people need I don't to think that's blackmail material. That. <laughs> people need to try a lot harder than that to blackmail me." <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. He, he said he was in the other room working, and like every once in a while, he he was like, "I just had to come out and come make sure that you were okay." I'm like, "Yeah, uh huh. That's why you had to come make." <laughs> And look at me. <laughs> but I just have to say, I mean, this is all as a very long-winded explanation of how freaking hot it's been. But I just have to say, I looked so cool and refreshed just laying on the couch with, with no clothes on. <laughs> That sounds like something I would definitely do. Uh, my husband had to work a double shift on Friday, so he ended up staying where he was working, so he didn't have to drive down and drive back. And um, it was the it was the day I went to Dudes and got twenty four beers for twenty four dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. So immediately mm -hmm. I put them in the freezer because I'm like I'm gonna drink this good beer, but as I'm sipping there, I keep turning to <laughs> towards my husband who wasn't there because <laughs> the whole time I was drinking, I kept feeling like his presence and I was oh, like really? oh yeah I was like oh this kind of sucks because like I I felt a little dependent there you know to have to have him there like usually I'll say something like do you want another beer and then I'll go to get more beer for both of us or whatever uh -huh. but I would turn I'm like oh he's not here damn okay uh -huh. kind of sad like I can watch anything I want but I kind of don't want to now you know, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like the, the, that was kind of like to kick off the, the weekend. And then I ended up drinking too much and then I fell asleep and then the TV was still going and I was like, Oh gosh, just turn it off already. It was so hot. It was very hot. Yes. So Jen, I know that yes. you're sitting directly in front of an air conditioner. Have you been there all weekend? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> just here like this is my spot now this is where i live that's where you live <laughs> yeah this is actually this actually is where i live but, 
Yes, if I could have an air conditioner. Actually, like right now, it's really cool. Um, but this last weekend, the humidity has been crazy high. And in Southern California, that's not something that we're generally used to. And so in the 90s and high humidity, like I felt like I was dying. And because we are in the middle of COVID uh, shutdowns, usually when that kind of thing happens, I would go to the movies or go to the mall and just walk around and, you know, we'd go to dinner or whatever. Now you go to dinner and they make you sit outside in the heat. <laughs> so That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just so sad that we can't, we can't uh, benefit from free air conditioning anymore. Yep. <laughs> so, so now I'm actually kind of excited to go to work. <laughs> is there conditioning there <laughs> not in the back yeah not in the back but you have to you have to be outside interacting with people. yeah you have to walk out onto the floor yeah and uh be right directly underneath of it but still it's better than not having air conditioning at all yes yeah <laughs> yes for sure that is very true all right, guys. Well, let's get right to it. Chisme de la semana. I have some chisme for you guys, but I'm sure everybody already out there in Facebook land already knows that the new trailer for The Batman came out a few days ago. Is it called The Batman? Yep. It's called The Batman. The Batman. I am Vengeance. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do, you, okay. what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Is it so, called I am Vengeance? No, no, no. He just, there's a, oh, okay. it's like the only thing he says in the trailer. It's oh, like a right. I saw super that, yeah. edgy line, you know, as yeah. is traditional for Batman. But, okay, so let me tell you how I heard about this. Because uh, I didn't even know that the DC fandom was happening. Um, uh, but the reason I knew was because I, one of my friends who I game with is a huge, huge, huge Robert Pattinson fan. Like, she just, she loves this man. And she loves him because of Twilight. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she just blew up our chat saying, like, oh, my God, he looks amazing. And I'm just, like, I'm just over here laughing because, like, that's, she's, like, just focused on Robert Pattinson. And she's, like, sending us pictures and, like, clips and stuff like that (laughs) of him. And it's, like, a 30-second video. And I'm just, like, oh, my God, I don't even need to watch this. You're giving me a play-by-play of every single second, millisecond that's happening. First of all, looks amazing is a little bit of an overstatement. All I saw was greasy-ass long hair. You guys all know how I feel about long hair. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That's, like, a gender stereotype, I know. Putting them into gender boxes, but I don't like it. <laughs> and he just looks like he looks like that creepy old dude in his early thirties that still hangs around the high school. <laughs> wow! Tell us how you wow. really feel. So, I don't think I saw- he looks amazing. I'm not not a fan, but I'm also not a fan. But I do know that he's he's really, you know, put in his work in the indie circuit and that he is supposedly a very, very good actor. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. But when I saw his greasy stringy hair and the way he looked and stuff, it, it was kind of a turnoff for me. Like not sexually, Some people are into a turnoff, it. but just like, meh, yeah. Some people are into it. In the EA, my friend. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Oh, speaking of, sorry, this is relevant. So I got a phone call at the shop and oh. I answer the phone and the person's like, it's a guy. He's like, um, hi, how are you doing? And I'm like, good, thank you. And I'm already like on my defenses because, <laughs> because we get a lot of telemarketers, telemarketers start oh. off their calls like that. Okay. And they're trying to be overly, like, friendly and whatever to get you, like, to let your guard down. So, anyway, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm fine. Thank you. He said, I have a very um, unique question that you might find to be kind of out there. I'm like, okay. He's like, do you, do you find Robert Pattinson intimidating? And I, <laughs> I said, oh. well, I don't know him personally. <laughs> and he said, 
Well, you don't have to know him personally to just see that he's not intimidating at all. And that, and he just went on this long rant about Robert Pattinson, but doesn't tie into Batman, doesn't say anything about that. And so, but I kind of feel like I know where this is going. So I said, so it sounds like you're not going to go see that movie. And he says, F no. And then he hangs up on me. <laughs> Why are people so weird? I don't get it. Like that oh, was. Damn, he must have really wanted to get that off his chest if he's calling <laughs> yes. a comic book store yes. to rant about it. But this is just to say that there are just as many people on the other side of the coin as there are people like your friend who are all about it. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, uh, I did see the, the video and it, it looked it looked pretty cool. Like that's a, that's my take from it is that I think it looks pretty I think it looks pretty dope. I mean it's still got uh, honestly like nitty gritty is what I expect from Batman so I'm not really surprised over here. Um, uh, and I had already known about Robert Pattinson and how he was, he, he has a lot of accolades from the indie yeah. market. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people who like go to like Sundance or like watch indie films and stuff like that have, are like super like vouching for him saying that he's like actually a genuinely great actor which mm-hmm. i do believe and i just think that he if he's stuck in a role that he's finds unsatisfactory that he it's gonna come across i think that with most actors that's how it is you know, weak plot weak um uh, weak character it's just there's only so much an actor can work with and giving somebody personality uh, and i'm honestly like twilight is so old like people like just come on get over it it's, it's <laughs> like uh, it's almost it's been like 12 years i really? like i think the first movie came out in 2008 i don't know, not uh, I don't know. it was uh, a long time ago all i yeah, know is like, there are 40 something year old women foaming at the mouth to read this new book so uh, <laughs> my, my friend was just like super like excited about this book and i was just all like oh my god you're gonna have to give me a play-by-play and she did <laughs> i kind of actually want to know what it's about because i've read all of them see i was i it was i wasn't forced into it but like i have a friend who bought me a first couple of books as like birthday presents and christmas presents because she knew i liked vampire stories and of course twilight was all over the place back in the day and so i i hadn't really heard anything of it so i started reading it but then after i started reading that and the crazier it got i had to keep reading <laughs> <laughs> it got actually, really wild at it was, yes and yeah. so some of those ones i actually bought myself because i'm like i need to find out what's going to happen here so <laughs> So I actually was like, okay, we're trying to think, where did it leave off? And like, where, where is it going now with, with this uh, last book? So I might actually have to drop some money on this one or <laughs> borrow it from a friend or something to see what it's all about. <laughs> see if someone's like the PDF online, which I'm pretty sure it has been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very true. You're not getting my money, Stephanie Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's that Batman news. Also, we have more Batman news. Apparently, Ben Affleck has signed on to reprise his role as Batman for the standalone Flash movie. So, um, what? Yes, he's gonna like because it's gonna be the Flashpoint paradox, I believe, that they're kind of gonna talk about. So he's Uh gonna be like a Batman in the movie about the Flash and. Also, Michael Keaton is also coming in and signing in as Batman as well, as an older version of Batman. Oh, that's, that's, that's exciting. Me. Yes, it's very exciting. I love exciting. Michael Keaton's Batman. Yes, it was. I, I had a lot of fun with that one. So, um, you know how, I mean, I'm sure, I'm, oh God, I hope they get it right because, I mean, I really love the cartoon version of the Flashpoint Paradox. So, I mean, I don't know how it's going to go on here. I rewatched uh, this weekend. I rewatched the Justice League and Batman versus Superman. And I watched the extended version of Batman versus Superman. And it still sucked for me, unfortunately. It's still terrible. It's yeah. still kind of terrible. I it's fell asleep. Still, yeah, I kind of did too, yeah. but don't tell anyone. It was boring. <laughs> yeah. There were certain points that I was like, okay. Um, with Batman 
versus Superman, and then they had that. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, <laughs> where uh, Bruce Wayne was in front of a computer, and, and he has a nightmare, and then then the Flash pops in, and he's like, "Bruce, you were right about him, Lois Lane." <laughs> She's the answer. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Was that just a dream or what? Anyway, I can go on. But um, basically, they're just saying that the director says that he thinks it's going to be great. Uh, the director's Andy Muschietti. And it's going to be his first superhero film. And uh, the first solo debut for The Flash on the big screen. Uh, he wants to tie in Bruce Wayne's loss of his parents along with the loss of the mom in the flash so that there's going to be uh, um, okay ah oh, yes there can't be a dc movie without them writing batman's dick all the time yep it's true it's it happens so in the comics we read some very obscure dc character <laughs> title book and invariably there batman pops up somewhere it was yeah. like yeah. or batman related yeah, or Batman family. <laughs> so wait, before you go on, I have a question about this Flash movie. Yes. It, are they using the same actor as the Flash TV show? No, they're no. going to use the DC movie one, uh, Ezra. Uh, I forgot his Ezra name. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, yes. Yeah, yeah that's it what really they're going to use. It really upsets me that they, there's no consistency across <laughs> mediums like that. <laughs> Not only that, I believe the CW Flash already did Flashpoint. And apparently, they it was really did. Good. It was. Ooh, what? Yes. They're gonna do it uh -huh. again. It's yeah. the same. It's what you DC watched, does. It does the same story over and over again, and with different actors. They did Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what every Batman movie is. That's what every Spider-Man movie is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times is the, are the Waynes going to die on the big screen for us? Damn it. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like we all know that now. We can move past that. Like, anyway, so I think this guy, Muschietti, is going to bring it back because he's saying that he wants, uh, uh, he wants them to relate as emotional vessels in this movie because their parents died. Like, that's going to be I like just threw up in my mouth a little bit. It's like a tie-in, the interaction, the relationship with them, that's going to be like a tie-in. And I'm just like, you know what? First of all, Ben Affleck's Batman was not really emotional at all in both of the previous <laughs> movies. <laughs> Why and, did you say that name? Yeah, oh my God. You. Oh my God. I just wanted to freaking just rip his cheeks out. <laughs> Why did you say Martha? Uh, bitch, there's a lot of people named Martha, boo. <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, oh, and then, and then when I saw, like, the Justice League, and when he's like, I failed him in life, I'm not going to fail him in death. I'm like, motherfucker, you barely knew him. <laughs> Y'all were fighting before you guys decided to team up. And let me tell you, okay, this is the end of my rap, by the way. The the worst part about the Justice uh, Batman versus Superman is that Amy Adams' character Lois Lane gathers all this information that Superman Clark Kent could have used in order not to feel guilty throughout the whole fucking thing about him not making the right choices and saving the correct people or doing certain things because she found out that it was Lex Luthor who was manipulating the whole thing. But does she take the time to call him and say, "Hey, Clark, guess what?" <laughs> the bomb was encased in, in uh, steel or whatever he can't see through iron or whatever anyway and uh, yeah it's not your fault Pooh. but no he just carries his guilt I gotta make things right I gotta kill the bat for freaking spoiler alert for Lex Luthor in order for to save my mom I move at the speed of fucking light and I cannot go save my mom <laughs> No, I just don't know. Anyway. Um, All valid yeah. criticisms. But not only that, it's just, whatever. Yes. Uh, I, 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 will, I can go on for hours about yes. how they've done this. But yes. moving on. Yes. Please. I am actually excited. I mean, I am actually excited for the Batman movie. I mean, there's a yes. reason that he's, Batman is still so prevalent. He's pretty fucking cool. Like, Do we know what storyline or comic uh, source material they're going to be using? Um, 
Yes, I believe they said that it's going to focus on Batman's second year as being Batman, with the main villain being uh, the Riddler. So, like, okay. actually, no, I heard it's the Penguin. I haven't done much research. A, I think I think oh! it's like um uh, like multiple. It's gonna be yeah, like the I, Riddler and Penguin. I do also think I read somewhere about multiple, but I did see something about them sharing the makeup of the Penguin. Yeah, Colin uh, Farrell, uh, the guy who was Bullseye and uh, Daredevil, he is going to be the, uh, the Penguin, and Zoe Kravitz is uh, Catwoman. Yes. So that nice. I'm I'm excited about Zoe Kravitz, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I want to see who I guess Alfred is. I don't know. I I've always loved Alfred as a character, but he's dead. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, really? is he still dead? <laughs> Oh, spoiler alert for um, all the comic books, I guess. <laughs> that's that's the name of this video, spoiler alert. <laughs> Most definitely. We've been spoiling the heck out Oops. of everything. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, Batman versus Superman sucks. <laughs> Spo- spoiler alert, uh, uh, the spoiler Flash's alert. mom. The Flash, the Flash's mom. What the fuck they're doing. <laughs> But anyway, so that that's my cheese There's a bunch of cheese There's more Batman cheese out there, but I think we exhausted Batman for now. And now it's time for our book review, guys. What are we reviewing today? Well, today we are reviewing Ice Cream Man, Ooh. and it is a trade paperback of the first, I believe, four um, issues of a um, image series. And it is, without a doubt, a horror book. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. And when it first came out, I had no idea. I mean, Ice Cream Man, whatever. I thought it was an all-ages book. And then people <laughs> started reading it and started reporting back to me and was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. And, like, we had people adding it to their pool. And so I finally um, chose it as a uh, – discussion group book one uh, week and read it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really good. So the description of the, um, of the book is that it is a genre-defying comic book series featuring disparate one-shot tales of sorrow, wonder, and redemption. Each installment features its own cast of strange characters dealing with their own special Sunday of suffering. Get it? Sunday? (laughs) Uh, And on the periphery of all of them, like the twinkly music of his colorful truck, is the Ice Cream Man, a weaver of stories, a purveyor of sweet treats. Friend, foe, god, demon, the man who, with a snap of his fingers, a lickety-split, can change the course of your life forever. So we picked this book. Um, It's written by W. Maxwell Prince, um, but um, most notably, we picked it because the illustrator, the artist, is by Martin Morazzo, and he is an Argentinian creator. So... um, that is why we are looking at Ice Cream Man um, today. So um, you already were reading the praises of the book, Sarah. So do you want to start? Yes, it's a volume one called Rainbow Sprinkles. And okay, so you guys gave me this book, right? And I don't know when I picked it up last week, right on Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw the cover and I was like, hmm. I mean, I like the art. I like the art, but I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those heartfelt, good, like, young stories, young ages, all ages, whatever. <laughs> and then I said, okay, I'm going to wait till the last minute. So, honestly, I just read it today, right? But as, <laughs> but as soon as I started, like, in, within the first three, five, four pages, I was in it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, and you know how I love teaching in within the within the comic book. This one opens up like at the beginning when it's teaching us about a certain type of spider, and I love yeah. spiders. I love yeah. spiders; they're like my favorite. I, I I love them. They just are so beautiful. They weave like these wonderful webs, and you know, if they don't fall in my hair, I'm cool. We're fun. We're friends. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, and I say that because just 
this weekend, I went outside to throw out trash and I ran into a web of a weaver spider. And it, oh my God. Anyway, but I made sure it wasn't in my hair, so we're cool. Uh, but this mo- this was amazing. The artwork, the colors, the the characters. I mean, even though some of these characters are just going to be in it for a little while because there's a lot of little short stories within this, mm-hmm. like they're all like amazing. It was just, I felt everything like that detective who just did her job day in and day out. And I mean, it's just, it's good. The little fat kid with this ice cream loved him. I I love the heck out of everything, everything. I love that little uh, story um, about the, the old like rock and roll star one hit wonder. Yeah. And then when he went into that world, because this is a little bit like mad, uh, like a magical realism as well. All those characters have, uh, their names pertain to songs and I love that I love knowing each and every one of them as a matter of fact that uh Rocket Raccoon or Rap uh I forgot what his name is but um I just heard that song like two days ago because I was listening to the Beatles on Spotify Uh and I'm just like Eleanor Rigby just exactly as I pictured her in my in my head it's just Major Tom I just loved it all it was just oh god the writing is astounding sensational the artwork is amazing i love the colors i love the story i love how it creeps you out but it just pulls you in like it doesn't let go i love that and that that one about hugging the sun oh my god i was just like dude you you had me at hello oh yeah that one was actually yeah so the stories although they're one shots uh and they're kind of self-contained they are all happening within the same town yes there are there is um a a character the detective that you were talking about that is actually interwoven throughout the stories that were read and um this trade is the number one volume one is only four stories so um and it's pretty much a, a very good setup for um for it leaves us with a cliffhanger yes uh, and and it's a very good setup for a huge just like story that has like that is going to unravel and and even though we've seen everything that has happened before um it's just literally scratching the surface yes that's how i feel uh not only that it's um uh... The way that uh, a lot of people described the book before I actually read it was that it's very much kind of um, a Twilight Zone yes. uh, yeah. type of book. In the more focused on the horror uh, aspect of Twilight Zone than the like freaky sci-fi, uh, mm-hmm. uh, almost fantasy-esque of Twilight Zone. Um, um, but it is, like, the book is actually, like, pretty thick for just for issues. So uh, the single issues themselves were pretty big. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's this whole like mystery that we have kind of going on, kind of like uh, a little bit like the movie Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, how there was like the individual stories and then there was a major arching kind of Mm -hmm. story happening in between. Um, uh, That's kind of how it's set up as, and we just get the Vegas, like the Vegas hit towards the end of something bigger going on. And the fact that the ice cream, uh, that the ice cream man, uh, he is, he's not just telling these stories, he's actually the reason they're happening, Yes. Uh, kind of thing. So we got that little vague sense of mystery, like maybe these aren't one shots after all, they're all, or they're all being uh, um, uh, produced by this entity, because he's, he is a form of entity uh, yeah. that is, uh, like they say in the synopsis of the book, but also that you can see when you're reading the book as well. Um, I personally really liked it. I actually, uh, out of all of them, the music one was probably my least favorite one. The one that I liked the most, uh, I have is probably hmm, it's probably the last one because it was like it was really like intriguing, intriguing. Um, uh, but the first one really had a major impact too because I, I like that. I like that story. Like the first, uh, the first story is about it's telling us about spiders mm-hmm. you can kind of guess where it's going to go it's specifically talking about a venomous spider uh, 
and that actually kills the parents of this young boy and uh they've been dead for a while what i found really cool and interesting about it was that the spider seemed to have a personality yeah didn't like adults Mm -hmm. but it was okay with the kid like you know petting it like uh handling it and stuff like that so i was um uh, and it actually saves the young boy's life Mm -hmm. um uh, Mm -hmm. so i i really like that story it was like it like it was it was pretty it's pretty gruesome when you think about it um uh, but in its own way it was kind of sweet like the spider was affectionate for this boy uh and saved him from a horrible fate but also it you know killed his parents uh (laughs) because it didn't like him so that's uh that that was really interesting and that's that's kind of how all these stories kind of are they're like bittersweet they're horrifying mm-hmm. they're horrifyingly bittersweet which is pretty apt considering it's called the ice cream man right. so it's uh <laughs> yeah um, um and uh each one is actually named after an ice cream flavor ice cream flavor mm-hmm. um, um but uh i i did enjoy it and the artwork is pretty amazing too very much lends itself to the horror aspect of it i the artist is the reason we chose this book his name is martin morazzo uh and i believe he's puerto was he puerto rican argentinian Argentinian. okay he was argentinian um but it's it's a very intriguing it's a very intriguing book and if you like twilight like the twilight zone or just kind of like anthology-esque stories this is a pretty good one to pick up and read I like the Twilight Zone um, comparison because um, there is a horror aspect to the stories that we read. But in Twilight Zone, a lot of times also there was like the human condition that was like just freaking scary. And yeah. you see some of that here in these stories, like the the music one, it's this dude who's just faced with failure. And he's mm-hmm. like trying to get past that failure and is like after, you know, that one hit wonder uh that he had and trying to uh replicate it and at any cost and um the drug addiction uh oh, yeah. and then the one where the the one where the um the where you were saying you know hugging his son it, being faced with the realization that you were a bad parent and that you'll never be able to make that right because your child is gone Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of those kinds of things interwoven into all of the stories. And so um, mm-hmm. I am very excited to to re- continue to read because, yeah, the writing is really, really good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I greatly enjoyed the one about the music because mm-hmm. as soon as I saw that Yellow Submarine, and then the lyrics sprinkled all over the actual storyline. I was like, I was just listening to these songs because there's sometimes I'm stuck in an era and yeah. I'll like be in Spotify, like on the Beatles or, you know, David Bowie, um, you know, and it, it's just, it just spoke to me at the moment. Like it was just perfectly dropped in my lap at the perfect moment. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it was really, really, really great. I, I, I enjoyed the, the whole thing. Um, fortunately nothing really hit me too hard but everything i just really felt like the dad like the drug addicted couple you know um mm-hmm. it, it was even the little fat kid byron you know just they were uh, all intriguing tales of yes yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great it was great i i i, I all i can say is get out there and read it put it on your <laughs> list order it online i don't know but you guys need to read this and we actually read volume one, but there's quite a few volumes out already. And this has been an ongoing series for quite some time. Um, I, I want to say there's, there's five. Okay. I, I, I was going to say four. I okay. feel like there's four or five. Yeah. Okay. So around that number. But yeah. it's, it's still an ongoing series. Mm-hmm. Well, it comes out every month. So um, if you would like to read the new issues you can go to your local comic shop and add it to your pool and um ask them to uh, also order the trades for you so you can catch up excellent so ready to rate it sure. yeah excellent so what do you think jen uh i might give it two conchas mostly because i want to 
I want to see what other stories there are. And I want to, I want to see like where this goes that that little cliffhanger at the end was interesting. And it, uh, I don't know, it just popped into my mind Westworld, the man in black and stuff like that. We don't know if this other person is a good entity or a bad or a bad entity or if it's just some neutral being because uh, the ice cream man is dressed, you know, like an ice cream man in white, but the other guy was dressed in, all in black with like a Stetson hat and everything. So uh, we usually like with stuff like that, we're used to where we've been kind of raised to think white, yeah. pure, good and black, dark, evil, or at least sinister. But in this case, it seems to be the reverse. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. We don't know. Um, uh, I want to know more about that. I want to know if that pans out. Yeah. Uh, how whether the the writing uh, is already really good does it get better does it wax does it wane like uh, I want I want to know more so for right now I'll give it two. Good, Kristen, what do you say? I actually am going to give it uh, three conchas, and to be honest, this is the second time I read it. The first time I read it, I read it for the um, for the book club, the book and club, yeah. I was like whatever about it because you know me I was always reading it like on the toilet right before (laughs) (laughs) right right before I had to go to work (laughs) trying to get through it as fast as I could um and I don't think that I fully appreciated it when I read it the first time and this second time that I read it um I actually was looking at the pictures and I was you know um taking more of the story in and so I think that I um caught some things that I had missed the first time and so um for that reason um I want to give it three conchas because um the second time around I actually feel like I liked it a lot more than I did the first time I read it and that was just because I was rushing through it but um so and I really want to I mean horror genre is one of my favorite ones in uh comics and so um I always am excited to be able to have one to recommend to people who come into the shop. Awesome. So, three conchas. Yeah, completely agreed on the horror aspect. For me, the the man in black reminded me a little bit of Preacher. So I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh snaps, where are we going with this? I'm so excited. Like, yeah. I didn't uh, think of that. He was drawn a hundred percent like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. He was. Yeah, <laughs> and now that I'm thinking about it, I probably read his voice similar to Matthew McConaughey's because he did have that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Right. <laughs> so um, I I love, like I said, I love the whole thing. I thought it was really a great, like, serendipitous moment when I read the one about the aging rock star, um, the one hit wonder, because it just it just so happens that I just heard the, the same very same music, and um, just overall the good feeling like about the the ice cream man he feels like a rod sterling but kind of a demon rod sterling mm-hmm. kind of thing so i'm like i love that part um so i'm gonna give it tres conchas and a cup of chapurado because i really love it like i haven't been this excited in a comic in a in a, in a little while nice like, like and, and knowing that it's an ongoing series i'm pretty excited i i actually think that it's a sleeper series that people look at the cover and they see the pretty colors and the pastels and the, and like I said, I first saw it and thought it was an all ages book and you said something similar. And so I think it gets overlooked a lot, but that once somebody picks it up or hears about it or whatever, and they actually start to read it, they can't put it down um, because the readers of ice cream man are very, very faithful. And, um, they actually will come in and be like, is there a new ice cream man that's come out yet? Uh, and so wow. I think that, um, I think that once it's on somebody's radar and they get into it, that they, that they love it for all the reasons that we said, but, um, that it's easily overlooked on the shelf. Yeah. Cause it is, yeah. it's very bright pink and pastel. And, 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 and also the, um, the most recent, um, issue was um dr seuss theme <laughs> oh and yes it, that's right i saw that two two uh covers the first one was like uh all the places we go i think rendition and then it went to second printing and it was a it was a like a 
Cat in the Hat um, rendition. And they both yeah. actually were um, being sought after by collectors. But mm -hmm. I mean, when you just look at it and it's a book that has Dr. Seuss on the front and it's called Ice Cream Man, you're not going to immediately go to Demon Horror Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the anthology series. Yeah. And it's very, yeah, it's, I think, uh, as you said, it's very much a sleeper series. You kind of don't know, you think you're getting one thing, but it's actually another. And I have, I've actually recommended the book to people and have seen them go do a double take, like, is, does this bitch know what she's talking about? And like, <laughs> just, just read the damn thing and then come back to me if you hate it. Well, I'm sorry, you're absolutely right. I know nothing. Uh, but more times than not, they've come in asking for volume two. Mm -hmm. Well, I gotta say, I want to thank you guys for sharing and having us read this uh, right now because I'm so looking forward to the fall. So they just, it's a yes. little kind of preview yes. to fall. Like it's just, <laughs> I can feel it in my bones Season. now. <laughs> it's my time. <laughs> All right, guys, that has been our rating. And now it's time for On My Radar. Kristen, what is on our radar this week? Well, a book that came out in June um, by uh, published by Black Mask Studios is on my radar today, and it's called Jade Street Protection Services, and it is um, a graphic novel, and it sounds super, super cool. Um, the, the description says, Kai, Seba, Noemi, Divya, and Emma are bad students at Matt's Daughter Academy, an elite private school for magical girls. Ooh. When they all meet for the first time in a totally unfair detention, these punk rock witch delinquents cut class and discover the fates Matt's daughter has in store for them are even more sinister than they suspected. So the creative team is writer Katie Rex, uh, inker Fabian Lillet, colorist Mara Jane, carpenter, and cover artist Annie Wu and Kiki Jenkins. And um, it, Black Mask actually has a really, um, a lot of really cool uh, titles that I've read in the past. And um, it is, um, it, it says that this is a sub, it has a subversive, edgy subversive sensibility um, and it's a whip smart adventure for delinquents, both young and old. <laughs> oh, I like that. That sounds like fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I love that it's a, it's a girl um, group uh, that is, you know, these magical girls and that they get themselves into some issues and that they're probably invariably going to have to learn how to work together <laughs> and uh and solve their problems but at the same time it really sounds like a cool take on that trope awesome mm. that is super cool and what is the publishing company you said black mask studios awesome that's awesome uh jen i think you also had a on my radar is that correct uh Yes, actually, and it's actually to do with uh, the DC fandom. There was a lot of stuff discussed. They um, uh, gave the teaser, of course, for like the Batman, but also Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, uh, a new movie that they're doing. Uh, you guys mentioned the Flash, uh, Flashpoint thing that they announced as well. They also announced the Static Shock movie. Um, uh, yes. But what's really, what was really intrigued me, though, was Gotham Knights, one of their new video games that they're producing. And this one is actually going to focus not on Batman. Batman is actually dead in this video. What? Uh, yeah, it's going to be focusing on the rest of the Bat family. So, in the uh, words of um, uh, of Dick Grayson, "Fuck Batman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, um, so it's actually going to be focusing on Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin. Um, uh, uh, Red Hood uh, and um, uh, I think what's what's Tim Drake's name? Red Wing? Red Wing? Oh no, Red Robin. Red, Red Robin. Uh, Red, Red Robin. Robin. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um it's a, I don't know. It's either Red Wing or Red Robin. I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> there's too many so siblings. <laughs> there, there is. They're all adopted. They're all uh, Bruce Wayne's kids. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's. 
it's going to be uh, an RPG-based game, and I believe there is uh, a four-player mode for it as well, so uh, like the team mode. Uh, so you can either choose to kind of uh, choose one of the Bat Kids to continue the legacy of Batman in a story-like mode, and then there's like a team mode where you team up with three other people and try to keep the streets of Gotham safe and stuff like that. That's cool. So, uh, um, there hasn't been a release and announced date for it, but I am super excited for it. It sounds really good. I mean, I loved Arkham Knight and Arkham Asylum. There were great games with like some, well, weird mechanics, but overall like really fun. Uh, so I can't wait to see this one because it has, it has Batgirl. She's my fave. So, yeah, nice. uh, finally some like love for Batgirl. So in like, mean like video game franchise because she did come out as oracle in one of the uh batman games but like i i want to be that girl you know that's cool (laughs) like i said like i know dc raids batman's dick a lot but man it's (laughs) just freaking cool so there's that that was uh that was my on my radar to to anyone not in the know uh there was a, a lot more stuff there too like there was like cheeseman could have gone on for hours um, um, but if you guys like are interested in stuff like that, check out the DC fandom uh, that they did, and there's like a lot more content because I believe Gotham Knights is not the only video game. It's just the one that I was most excited. Oh, nice! I, um, yeah, um, I have been seeing that hashtag all over the freaking place today. I'm like, mm-hmm. you spelled fandom wrong. <laughs> no, it's fan- and then fandom. I was like, oh, fandom. Okay, got yeah. it. It's it's a so, DC it, thing. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, it's dumb. um i'm sorry i i did i'm not really into video games so what console is this coming out in oh i believe they're gonna make it um um for uh the usual uh xbox playstation and pc i didn't know that so people uh uh create their uh video games and they and they have it play on multiple consoles yeah, multi multi platform. What? You, mo- most do like um uh, unless no it's coming directly from Sony or Microsoft or um uh, like Windows uh, and stuff like that. Uh, most companies do multi platform uh, wow. for the video games uh, or like Nintendo and stuff like that. Uh, there's not a lot of crossover for some of them sometimes. Uh, so, but um uh, most video game companies do them them for all three of them oh wow okay cool now i'm excited because i don't i don't know what my nephew plays but it's good to know yeah. that this is a multi-platform video game release that's awesome yeah. so you'll be able to get it for him awesome all right guys it's time for juntos y fuertes okay so this is Kristen again, and today for Juntos y Fuertes, I am going to be highlighting the artist Candy Briones. And Candy is a Mexican-American cartoonist who began her career in caricatures at several theme parks in California while working on small animation projects as a freelance character designer and storyboard artist. Her love of storytelling helped her make her way into comics and games, where she has fallen into love with the craft and began her very own comic and game publishing brand, Baco El Gato Comics. And she started that in 2018. So you can actually go to Taco El Gato Comics. um, Talk, talk, let me say T. T A C O E L G A T O C O M I C S. Daco El Gato Comics. And you can see her illustrations, her comic art, her character design, sketches, and concepts. And the one thing that I actually found super, super cool and interesting is that she has on here, um, she has a bi weekly comic. Um, and um, it comes out every Tuesday. But she also has a visual novel and it is one of those kind of like choose your adventure type things uh and she created so she it it looks like she's really into game design as well um and it's uh called the good and uh the good the bad and the bunny 
Um, <laughs> That's cute. And she has a little demo on her website. Um, and the the one that uh, comic that really caught my eye that I wanted to read um, is called Sugar Mommy. And uh, it's a comedic series uh, about the life of a Mexican-American cartoonist from childhood to adulthood. And so it sounds like it's a little bit um, autobiographical and the art looks super cute. So um, there's a lot of different things that you can um, see on her website. And like I said, she has a web comic and um, the Sugar Mommy is available. You can buy it online and you can either get a digital copy or a hard copy. Um, and uh, she has... Um, some merchandise. There's just a lot of stuff on here that you can go and look at. And um, I thought it was really cool. She's local to Los Angeles. We've never met her before. Um, but she shares on a Facebook page that we all are part of Latinx and comics. And I see Taco El, El Gato stuff pop up all the time. So I thought I would finally look at it and check it out and put it out there for all of us to support her and all of her uh, endeavors that she is doing right now. That yeah, sounds, sounds super amazing. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys, it's time for saludos. And saludos goes out to, once again, Daniel Calvo. And this is why, guys. Finally, <laughs> after like forever, after Nertino 2019, we're finally going to get Andy Starboy issue one in Kickstarter. So finally, it's coming right. It's around the corner. Not only that, not only is Andy Kickstarter number one, uh, Andy's Kickstarter, <laughs> <laughs> Andy Starboy, uh, Andy Starboy kickstarter number issue number one coming out but also concrete comics across the board are coming out with their issue too so acolyte all those uh, nice. uh, all those uh, nice. wonderful stories that we 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 actually read and we had that wonderful um interview with uh they are also coming out with issue two so there's going to be plenty of content i can't wait to see what their tiers are because i hope that one of the tiers are to get all of the comics that are coming out in the kickstarter all at once for one bulk price <laughs> like i'm so ready for that uh, so yes felicidades a daniel calvo because his kickstarter is coming out pretty soon i'm not sure when but he's sharing it like crazy so it just feels like it's like gonna be right around the corner so saludos and saludos to concrete comics if you want to get issues number one uh except the the only one that's not available right now is andy starboy yet because that's yet to come but all the other issue number ones are at concrete comics that's k-o-n-k-r-e-t comics.com so check them out all right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Where can they find us, girls? You can find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres and on Instagram at Comadres y Comics. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Comadres. You could also email us directly at Comadres y Comics at gmail.com um, or and and this is an end. We have uh, a thing going on where we're going to have an ad in the new Mashbone and Grifty comic book, the uh, trade paperback coming out uh, late, I think at the beginning of next year. Um, but we're asking uh, people out there who listen to our podcast to log on to Apple Podcasts and write us, rate our, our podcast and review us. It doesn't have to be a good review. You might get off print. <laughs> like, we just want to hear from you. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We have been your host. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.